Okay, I want to talk a little bit about leadership for just a second. It is extremely difficult because, and, and I'm, I'm reading a wonderful book and I highly recommend you all read it because you have to understand how there, there can be a separation from being a leader and being nice. You know, I, I, I follow a lot of uh, great leaders. I watch a lot of people and I, and I really take a lot of notes and I'm really trying to understand what kind of leader do I want to be? And there's often times where a leader cannot be nice. They just can't. Because let, let's just look at it this way. I want you to think about you right now. I want you to think about what you really want. And you know how there's this fear inside of you that's holding you back, right? I can't help you break through that fear by being nice. If you come to me and say, hey, Eddie, I really need to get out of where I am. I really need it badly. Will I need it badly. This is where I am. This is where I really need to be. This is how I really need to get there. And I want your help. Okay? I want you to understand that I'm not saying that I have to be mean all the time. But there's going to come a point where I can't be nice about it. Because this fear you have of whatever it is that you need to do to get what you need to get done is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's getting meaner and nastier and it's having more of a control on you than anything else. I want you to think about that. In order for me or any leader to inspire you or challenge you or dare I say push you to overcome that fear for you to get what you really want, there are going to be times where I or any other leader is going to have to be bigger and meaner and nastier than that fear. But the difference is, and this is the important thing to understand, the difference is that I am not going to hold you back like fear does. I am not going to tell you you can't do this like fear is doing. I am not going to tell you you can't be who you are to get what you want like fear does. Uh, I'm reading this great book. I'm a re I recommend you read it called Launching a Leadership Re Revolution. I'm going to play a voicemail for you a, a, in a moment too from somebody who's going through a similar situation where they're feeling like, hey, dude... I can't, I can't be nice and help people truly get what they want. I'll play that voicemail for you in a moment. But here's the, the book I'm reading. It's Launching a Leadership Revolution by Chris Brady and Oren Woodward. Love this book. I'm going through it very methodically, closely, slowly, just taking my time because I just think it's an amazing book. I'm highlighting tons of stuff. And one of the things I want to point out, these little things that I highlighted, it says influence is motivated by discontent with the status quo and directed toward something better, right? Those who are interested in influencing other people are 
motivated by a discontent with the status quo, with how the things, how things are. So when someone comes to me and says, Eddie, I'm not happy with the status quo, I turn on. And for me, it's like, okay, let's become enemies of the way things are. It's time to make a difference. Right? Because leaders, and this is the next highlight I wrote, leaders can't stand to leave things the way they found them. Right? It's, it's like, hey, if this is the way that it's supposed to be, then let's change that. And then the, the next highlight I wrote, I covered is, it is from this discontent and toward their vision with ownership and commitment that they exercise influence. Right? Okay. I'm going to play a voicemail for you right now. And I want you to understand that when you decide to take on a leadership role, you have decided to solve problems and you have decided to take ownership of those problems and you have decided to teach. But know full well, my friends, is that when you decide to be a leader, okay, once you decide to make that commitment, when, when you have like sacrificed and suffered and struggled and woken up in the, like woken up in the morning completely sore your body is aching and yet you have to still perform when you get to that level your patience for for the things that hold people back goes away you have none you have zero patience for it because it's it's all it's not it's not helping right and then here's the most important part when somebody comes to you as a leader and says hey i want this and then they say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then me as a leader, I'm going to help you. I'm making a commitment to help you. I'm making a commitment to support you. I'm going to back you up. And the most frustrating thing that, that, that happens to leaders all the time is that the people that the leaders are working to help and support and influence give up on themselves. They give up on themselves and not because of any real reason. It's because of a real feeling that comes from a fake story, a lie. And the lie is I can't do this. And that manifests into a real feeling, which is feeling sad, depressed, lonely, angry, which leads you to do things that are not conducive to you getting what you want. And thus not creating what you want. And a leader gets to sit back and feel like they're not enough. They get to sit back and feel like maybe they don't have what it takes to help other people move forward in their lives. It's the worst feeling in the world. My friends, leaders often doubt themselves because the people they've surrounded themselves with keep quitting on themselves. I want you to keep that in mind when you listen to this voicemail. I want you to hear a leader hurting in this way. Hi, so I'm new to strengths. And my top 10, I have three influencing, three relationships, and three executing strengths, which... I feel like I'm, my brain is constantly fighting with itself. Um, I like to move fast. 
I do love relationships with people. And I feel like I can't get where I want to go because I'm at this roadblock with relationships with people in my business. And I'm not moving forward because I unfortunately need to tell them to get the work done or hit the road. It's a very nice way of me saying that. Um, okay, that's all for now. Okay. Do you understand? Being a leader is very difficult. And, and here's why. I want you to imagine that you are a server, okay? I want you to imagine you're in a restaurant, okay? And you're the server and you have people come to your table and you welcome them and you greet them and you say, hey, I'm here for you. You're obviously hungry and I'm here to bring you some food so that you can eat and you can get what you want, right? And then I want you to imagine that you're a people that you're, that you're serving, Okay, they're all excited. They're like, woo, I can't wait to see what we can get. Right? And they they pick their dinner. Everyone chooses what they want. And some of them are a little bit more picky than others or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you as the server write every detail down. I'm going to make sure that you get what you want. And then they take that food, that order, and they go bring it, and you and you you take that order and you bring it to the chef. And you say, chef, this is what they want. Do your part, sir, you know, or, or ma'am, whatever. And then the chef begins cooking. And while you're bringing them water or bringing them drinks or whatever, suddenly one of, let's say, let's say there's a group of four. One of the group of four say, you know what? I know you've been making my food for a while, but I changed my mind and I don't want this anymore. I want this other thing. I heard this other thing is way better. So can I have that instead? And, and, the, and you, the server, you're like, okay, you know, if I'm here to help you get what you want, you're going to, you know, you have to do your part. I will do my part. So I'll go over and I'll let the chef know that you want something different. Now you don't know this or sorry, they don't know this for some reason. But when you go back and you tell the chef, you see the chef has to stop what they're doing. They have to clean up what they've been doing. They have to undo what they were already doing in order to begin making the new thing that the person wanted. Right? So, in essence, we are now starting from behind. We are now, we are now way behind because of the process of slowing down and restarting. And then I want you to imagine as a server, you go back to the table and you say, hey, I got you. We're, we're, we stopped making what you asked us to make earlier and we're making a new thing. So it's going to take a few minutes longer, but we got you. And then I want you to imagine that customer having frustration. Like, I don't understand. But they don't say anything. You can just see it on their face. And then you watch and then you begin to take how other people at the table suddenly decide that they want to change their order too because they like the new thing. They also like the new thing. They're also like, oh, I'm excited about this new thing. You know what? Change my order too. Change my order too. Change my order too. I want you to imagine you are the server. 
when that's happening. And I want you to imagine that those four people at the dinner table start getting frustrated because the food isn't coming as fast as it was supposed to. Even though they know in their minds that by changing their mind, they've, un, they've set themselves in backwards momentum. Even though they know they changed their mind, they are still demanding the same results that they would have had they known what they wanted when they first got in. And you are starting as a, if you, if you can imagine yourself as a server, you're just getting a piece of the pie, an idea, one little concept of what it's like to be a leader, what it's like to know that there are problems that need to be solved. There are people to be cared for and what it feels like when those people don't want to give, help themselves get what they want. I mean, I'm going to share with this with this person and everybody else here. I don't care what your strengths are. This person's obviously three influencing, three relationship building, and three executing, which means they love to do everything in a way that honors their desire to move people forward, connect with the right people, and make sure things are done the right way. How does this person know what things are, how things are done the right way? Is they ask. A relationship builder influencer cares about what you think and feel. They care. And a person like this, where it's in this order, influencing, relationship building, executing, they don't know what executing is until they know what the people they, around them want. And I'm hoping you're starting to understand now why, why leaders are often pushed to the point where they're just like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'm just surrounded by the wrong people. And so the advice I would give to this person is the same advice I would give to those who this person's probably trying to lead. Get clear about what it is you truly want. Do what you need to do to get it. Surround yourself with people who are in alignment with what you want and move away from those who don't. It's got nothing to do with leaving people behind or any of that. It's got to do with you just being honest and stop lying. Stop lying to the people you lead and stop lying to yourself. I've had to make a lot of hard decisions in my life when it comes to certain people, but I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that I allowed the people that weren't in alignment with what I wanted. I allowed them, I, I let them out of my head. I allowed them the, the pathway out of my mind, out of my spirit. I allowed them to move out of that and gave them peace and freedom to go find their own calling, go find their own people, find the things that they want, because obviously I'm not the right person for them. That's a really hard decision to make. But every single time I made that decision, it ended up being a good for both of us. And so if you're going to be a leader, you get to make decisions like that. And if you're going to, if you get, if you're going to be someone who is being supported and led by others, you also get to make that decision.
And maybe it's time to stop BSing, stop lying, tell the truth and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm afraid of, but I'm here anyway. That's it. I hope this helps. It's a bit of a longer episode, but as you can tell, I got a lot of heat on this one. I've got a lot of fire on this message because I just have zero sympathy for people who are going to lie. Because I spent, you know, my friends, you have to understand, I spent so much of my life lying to myself. I know what it feels like. And I don't know how to get you to stop lying by being nice. I don't know how. I can only tell you, hey, look, I love you. I support you. But you're lying right now. And I will help you start telling the truth. I know what it feels like. It's awful. And so I hope, I hope you choose to start telling the truth. And so sometimes people, and I already know I'm going to get emails and messages on this one. So I'm just going to make this easy for you. How do you know when you're lying? When you say something or tell a story that inspires you to shut down. If you have a thought that f- precedes a feeling of shutdown and disappointment, you have told a lie. If you feel drained as a leader and you feel shut down as a leader, it's because you are withholding truth. So this person, like for example, in this voicemail said, I'm just going to have to tell people this. And I'm like, yeah, that would, like, that would be a great idea to start telling the truth instead of withholding information from the people you lead. So go tell the truth. And my friends, how do you know what your truth is? You know your truth because you know who you are. When you're applying your strengths to everything you do, you get a clear, crystal clear understanding of who you are and what the value it is you have to offer. And it's time for us to learn how to apply that and find people who see that value and help you help them. So my friends, the best way to do that is obviously to get your strengths report. So go to gallup.com, take the strengths assessment. My goodness, is it that hard? No, it's not. Go take that strengths assessment and I will be there to cheer you on, support you, love you where you are. Join the Unleash Your Strengths community and be a part of the movement where we're helping people do things authentically. And that includes leading. Have an awesome day. Go to unleashyourstrengths.com and we'll see you on the next episode.